visit RTI on the web at english.rti.org.tw. Listening to Radio Taiwan International, I am Natalie So, and be sure to tune in on October 10th, National Day, for the live coverage of the Republic of China's 108th National Day celebrations. We're going to be covering the official ceremony and present Taiwan's speech. There will also be performances by the armed forces, students, and civic groups. It's going to be a grand celebration. And you can tune in from 0200 to 0300 UTC on 15665 kilohertz to Southeast Asia and visit RTI's website at en.rti.org.tw. We do welcome your feedback and suggestions, so do write us after you tune in. Leave comments on our Facebook page or write to rti at rti.org.tw. But do stay tuned. Coming up this hour, we have a Chinese lesson for you, Chinese to go. And on hashtag Taiwan, Leslie Liao presents some fun parodies of a very popular horror film called Detention, which is set in Taiwan. And of course, we have our interactive show called Status Update with John and Shirley. But first, join us for Here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan. It's Tuesday, October 8th. And in the studio, we have John Van Trieste. Hello. Leslie Liao. Hello. And I'm Natalie So. We'll be talking about the first female gymnast to qualify for the Olympics in over 50 years here in Taiwan. Also, about a four-day Pokemon Go Safari Zone in New Taipei, how that went. And some astronomical wonders that Taiwan can look forward to in 2020. Those stories and much more coming right up. All right, so this is very exciting. Going to the Olympics in the field of gymnastics. Tell yeah. us about this lady. Next year, right? 2020. Yes, Tokyo very soon. 2020. And uh, she's actually 16 years old. Wow. 16 years old, qualified for the Olympics in a category that Taiwan has not qualified for in 51 years. So is she, has she been trained here or trained in? She's been trained in Taiwan. Wow, and that's awesome. She, yeah, she got her um, qualification because she got an overall score of 48.398, which three decimal places, that tells you how meticulous the scoring system is hmm. in gymnastics. Anyway, she got that score at the 2019 World Artistics Gymnastics Championships in Stuttgart, Germany. And um, that... You know, she's going to the Tokyo Olympics at the age of 16. This is uh, the first time female gymnasts qualify for the Olympics since Hong Tan Kui and uh, Yumei Li completed the 1968 Summer Olympics in Mexico City. Wow. So what she did was she got a, she did a vault, she did uneven bars, and she did balance beam, and she also got did floor exercise. She finished 88th overall, but that was enough to let to uh, get her in. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to watch her routine. Is, do you know where she's from in Taiwan? Uh, it does not say, actually. Say yeah. Okay. But, wow, to, to do something amazing. like this. amazing. Can you imagine going to the Olympics as an athlete? No. What an accomplishment. Uh, I had a cousin who wasn't training for a while, but I, don't, really? I think that, that ended earlier what on. What sport would you guys want to go in if you could? I... If you could be good at anything? <laughs> um... Pole vaulting? <laughs> pole vaulting. It looks just like it just looks like fun. That's it looks all. Looks like fun. 
I'm, I wouldn't even care if I hit the thing. It would it would just, just be fun to fly in the air like they, that, they, right? They do have the uh, the track and field championships going on right now at uh in Qatar. That's Doha. a hard place to do any athletics. Oh, it's, it's indoors. Hopefully, it's outdoors. Actually. Oh man, it's like fifty degrees there. Yeah, yeah. So that that place is no joke. But I think there was an American runner who beat Usain Bolt's record, and she was an American woman who recently gave birth, and she. Are you serious? Yeah, she she just, recently gave birth yeah. and she broke a record? Anyway, back to Natalie's question. I was, <laughs> I'm, I'm a baseball question. fan, but that requires you be a, a whole pitcher team. or something? No, my, my shoulder would give out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so hammer practical. thrower, hammer toss. Hammer toss? That looks like fun too. Have you seen them hammer spinning? Toss. Although you have to have a really good stomach you gone for out that. For, did you go for track and field when you were no, younger? No, I was not athletic. <laughs> I am still not athletic. <laughs> So I think I like those glamorous sports like ice skating mm. and something like that, gymnastics, my, ice skating. My favorite thing about the Olympics, though, is the ones that people don't don't normally pay attention to. Like, like what? Uh, like the pole vault? <laughs> oh, I mean, how often do you see that on TV, for instance? Not, Not really. too often. You're right. How many pole vaulters can you name, Pres- past or present? So see what I mean? Like, John Van Trieste. Right. It's, it's, it's a chance to get to know some, you know what I mean? Get to know something different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a palate cleanser from the usual. There's a lot of events out there. There are. I think this year or next year, uh, they're going to have some kind of climbing event too. Oh, wow. I think there's some new sports right. that are going to be entered. Trampoline looks exciting too. There's what? a trampoline event? Trampoline? Yeah. Or at least there was. I don't know if there still is. I, have no, I had no idea. Because like growing up in the States... The um the Olympic sports that they put emphasis on is totally different than the ones they do here. So really? here, yeah. Oh yeah, bad, badminton is not a thing in the states. Badminton's not, not a, a thing. thing here. It's huge. Archery is also huge in Taiwan. Because we, we're very good at we're it. We're very good at archery. This is all stuff that I did not grow up with. Yeah, like we grew now. up with what swimming, diving, mm-hmm. ice skating. Michael um, Phelps, your Michelle Kwans. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, and then things like baseball. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Basketball? that was. I think speed skating was on a lot too. I seem to remember uh-huh. that but, too. Um, there was gymnastics, but that was only during Olympic years. So I think yeah, uh, there's a lot of stuff that's, that's out there that we don't. To. Yeah, and we, we have quite a few um, athletes going in, in different sports. We have a swimmer as well, mm-hmm. and, and you know a lot of different people qualifying. Mm-hmm. Archers. And, there we go. Uh, yeah. I hope she does well though. At age 16, my goodness, oh, what she an has accomplishment! A weightlifters too. We forgot weightlifters. We have yes. the weightlifters. That's right. Which is amazing. Oh, maybe I could. Maybe I would go in for weightlifting. Are you serious? No, that just seems that just like a way to so break heavy. your back. And usually, weightlifters aren't so tall, right? No. Because no. you're way tall, you know. Yeah. The ones, tall. a lot of them don't even look like they could lift that much. They're they they slim. You're not slim. supposed to be tall. It's better if you're not tall. You don't have to lift it as far, right? Oh, is that right? Yeah, don't you see? Oh. Most of them are pretty not too tall. I've never really. I mean, there's nothing to gauge it by in the background. So, <laughs> how tall? Anyways, we're excited about the Olympics. More and more people from Taiwan are going to be uh, competing. Yeah, Taiwan. <laughs> else we can expect in 2020 something to look forward to in the stars tell us about this not just the stars a lot of meteor showers are coming up too Uh taiwan can look forward to a lot of uh interesting things this coming to us from the taipei astronomical museum yes we've got an astronomical museum uh here in taipei and they're telling us that uh actually one of the most spectacular things to look forward to next year uh the most anticipated phenomenon of the year they say will be a solar eclipse visible in most of taiwan but it says central southern and eastern so we may have up here in the north may have to travel to see it uh-huh. uh this will be i guess on the summer solstice june 21st next year when the moon passes passes between the sun and the earth covering the sun center and leaving the outer rim visible 
around the moon. So that's, I guess, your classic solar eclipse. Um, And it has a, it's going to have a complete ring of fire. And this is the great precision with which I'm always amazed by astronomers. They say at 2.36 PM for 58 seconds that their mathematical models show uh, they're going to have a complete ring of fire. And, uh, uh, it says that in some places, 99% of the sun will be covered. So a very wow. remarkable event. Um, in other places, only around 94%. So I, it depends on where you are. I don't really understand how they get this, but because I think solar eclipses happen pretty frequently. But anyway, they say this particular spectacle will not occur again until 2070. So they're in, and they have these astronomical associations in Taiwan, it looks like they're in Jai. They're organizing an event wow. there. That's they're hoping to get one million people out oh on the goodness. streets to observe this. One million. That's yeah, a lot don't of look at the sun. That's just a just don't look at it. <laughs> just don't. You have, have to you use the special ever, things. Have you guys ever yeah. uh, observed a solar eclipse? A lunar one, yes, not a solar one. I tried, but I didn't really see it happening because it was during it was back in the states, and then. That was the one where they were just like saying you do not look directly into an eclipse. Was and that two years ago now? No, no, no. It must have been like eight. I saw pictures of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, some family sent pictures, but I was here for that, so we didn't see it in this part of the world. This must have been like six years ago by now. Know. Well, it's not just that solar eclipse. That That's just the most exciting bit. Uh, we're also going to have the three largest meteor showers, all of which look pretty promising oh, for us mm. located here in Taiwan. Um, so those are these are called the Quadrantids, which happen in January, the Perseids in August, and the Geminids in December. Each of them is, gonna, are, is predicted to produce more than 100 shooting stars per hour. I don't know how well you'll be able to see them in Taipei. We have a lot of light pollution, but I guess if you go out a little bit uh, at the right time of year into the mountains or something, you can probably get a good view of them. The Geminids in particular, those are the ones that happen in December, are going to be the most prolific in many years. Hmm. They say they're going to have up to 150 meteors an hour, according to the museum. So uh, I have seen a meteor shower. That's something to watch. What's it like? That's something amazing. It's like, they were like green. Oh. Green glowing, like... Cool. I've only seen it once, and I'll never forget it. It In Taiwan or...? Not in Taiwan, uh, but I would like to see one here too. It's quite... So a lot to look forward to next year, right? Yeah, we should get in on a piece of Very exciting. We should, and take some good pictures, right? Mm talk about something that just happened and nearly a million people participated in this was it a solar eclipse (laughs) no it was a four-day pokemon go safari zone here in new taipei city and it was over the weekend um it raked in about two billion nt dollars about 65 million us dollars Mm. it cost money from local businesses oh so like in the area around yeah it's amazing oh wow so there was oh, no like entrance fee. Can they do it near my store or something? Do not, <laughs> do not underestimate the power that of is Pokemon amazing. Go. Well, you think about all the people who need something to drink, right? Something right. to eat. Yeah. About a million people there. And all the people running to take shelter yeah. as if they see hordes of Pokemon catchers coming yeah. after them. That is amazing. It's kind so, of a, uh, cr- crazy. I was there. And tell us what oh, it was like. So you can be not only our social media guru, now you are Pokemon correspondent. <laughs> I am the man in the field when it comes in, to Pokemon. In Taiwan, as we've mentioned before on this program, is still very much a thing. I think in other parts of the world, that's cool, that cooled it's off a long time a ago. Thing. Mm. In my in the park near my home, there's still like... Older people usually. Oh. They're always really older people. Into, it's very strange. They have more time, right? There's a man in uh, New Taipei City. He's, he rides around on a bicycle. He's got 41 phones. <laughs> Cell I think. phones, 41. yes. 
Yeah. I think the... I saw him on the news yesterday. Yeah, I'm not bike? surprised. That's amazing. Last I checked, he had like four, 24 phones, and all of a sudden it spiked to like 41. I was like, wow, man. So, they're, they're, so they take their too. Pokemon very their commitment. Yes, very yeah. committed. So, so how was it? Like? Yeah. So many people. It was just like you you looked off into the distance you get off on a hill so many people but i have to hand it to um to the crowds in taiwan they really have you know they they can they have consideration for lawn care because nobody was on the grass it was the, everybody was on the paths and it was like you could actually see the paths in the park because of how many where all the people were they're following like the the designated the yeah. <laughs> and um lots of everybody was like looking down it was so hot and so muggy and i think having hundreds of thousands of people there was not helpful at all <laughs> but they did they did their best and so, then was it fun to be part of the, the mob it was i wouldn't say fun i would say Wow, you know, I just didn't know. <laughs> I just didn't realize this. You don't know how many pe- you don't know how many people a hundred thousand people is until you're in a crowd in the middle. That's bigger than many small cities, isn't That's, it? I think <laughs> so. And did you catch a lot of rare Pokemon? Yes, did? I did. Uh, I caught me a Heracross, which is a big beetle. And uh, but the thing is, it was so much. The, even before they set up a lot of infrastructure to help accommodate that many people, so they set up additional cell towers and additional computer oh, servers and okay. things like that. But even then, it overloaded the system. And then the organizers actually had to... They sent out a message on the app. They were just like, we're opening the whole thing up to all of Taipei City. So you can just leave now. Like, they're just trying to get people to to vacate the area. So they're just like, way too many people. So, like, on my way... Even on my way home, the special event things were were still going on all around me. Wow. So what's the point, anyways, to catch these rare... Pokemon? Yeah, just because people and train like, them yeah. and train them On, to do and what? battle others to battle others and oh. gain. Yeah. It's like and so are you playing against all the people around you? Not necessarily. You can you can get what you want out of it. So like you don't have to be competitive if you don't want to be. It could to you it could be just all about finding the great creatures, right? All of them because there's like six or seven hundred of them, uh-huh. six or seven hundred different types, and I only have like a third, like a, a third, if that. That's so, funny. <laughs> um, you know, about 40% of the people were foreign tourists. Lots of Japanese people. Yeah, mostly Japanese. So many said. Japanese I mean, the largest people. group was Japanese. Yeah, yeah, um, That's, well, So this is a tourism thing too, right? I guess it could be. I mean, it could be hey, a good that's draw. a good idea, actually. Don't we need more we have tourists? More, yeah, have Pokemon events yeah, here. I Pokemon think the first events. one happened in Tainan. This is the first one. Like, the one happened in Tainan. At uh, the Chinese Museum That was Museum even bigger, Park. I think. It was even bigger because... They have a lot more space, though. That's yeah. a huge lawn. It's a beautiful lawn. I have to say it reminds me of Versailles. It's got a huge... It's very beautiful, yeah. yeah. And, uh... You were there, too? I did not. No, oh, no, no. But, uh... <laughs> That's a long track. They need a lot of infrastructure because there's not a lot of... It's not as uh, convenient to get to as it was New Taipei City. So, like, a lot of people... Like, I think that day... What is it? The high-speed rail did a lot of business... <laughs> And, every, and a lot of businesses, a lot of business, right? So that's, that's good. really good news for us. That's a good way to go, huh? Tourism. Mm, yeah. Okay, on the subject of Hainan, um, someone made a special donation to the music library over there. Tell mm-hmm. us about that. So I have Ye Siya. He's in. Uh, he's a retired doctor, 82 years old, uh, in obstetrics and gynecology, and uh, he lives in Arcadia, California, which is where I come from. 
in You're California. You're from Arca- Arcadia? Yeah. Really? I didn't I'm, know that. I'm from Arcadia. And he donated his collection of more than 10,000 classical music records and CDs to the music library in Tainan. Now, Ye and his wife, they resolved to give away. He had 10,000. 10,000. And he breaks it down. Sports an aficionado. Thousand. He likes the, you know. <laughs> Sounds like my husband, but my husband's not that, uh, not that major. <laughs> husband in vinyl? Yeah. Like, I don't know what happened. Like vinyl We've got thousands researched. of them. Probably not 10,000 yet, though. No? I think we have over 1,000 at least. Wow. Wow. That's a crazy. Lot. Where's your storage space? I mean, yeah, he takes up all the space in our home. Oh, my goodness. And is there like a classical me. music or? Everything. Everything. Jazz and classical. Mm. That's great. And he, sometimes like he'll, because when we travel to the U.S. L.A. area, he gets them really cheap at these old stores. Oh, yeah. And he's like, if they're, he might even get by the same one twice if it's really like a good one. And then maybe sell it or just to have hmm. it. Does he go to Amoeba Records? Is that where it is? Uh, that's one of them. And then there's a record surplus. Oh, okay. In Santa wow. Monica. I didn't know that. Yeah, anyway, they have 4,350 vinyl records. Wow. 6,353 uh, CDs. So just to ship everything and make sure everything was okay, it took them three months and on an average of eight hours each day. And they had to pack more than 100 boxes, and they oh had to goodness. make sure that the shipments would comply with customs regulations and international copyright rules. I have no idea. Like, is it that complicated? I thought, like, once you buy the vinyl, it's just like, all right, well, you have a segment of the rights to play that music. I don't know. I think there's restrictions about how you can play it. But, yeah. uh, I mean, if you, if you look at, like, the things of some CDs are always, like, not only for sale in the XYZ market. Mm-hmm. I don't know. With digital downloads, I don't know how you control that anymore. Right. But, um, so yeah. he's really adding to that collection over there. Very much so. And he, his philosophy is we can if we can help younger people, then it's like extending our lives. So he's saying, you know, there's always doubt in spirituality. But as long as these experiences that once touched us can be passed down to the next generation... Nothing can take that away from us. Aww. So this is why what he's a nice doing way it. To, um, think of things, you know. Hmm. I wonder if he has any special like recommendations or picks. Like, oh, I'm better sure, listen I'm sure to he this does. So uh, that that'll be a cool place to check out. After hmm. all, this is settled over there, right? Yeah. Great. And you know, coming up, we have the Double Ten Holiday. A lot of people are getting uh, prepared for the um, rehearsal, and something interesting happened there. Can you tell us about that? The, oh, so there was a um, an overhang, right, in Ketagalan Boulevard leading up to the presidential office. It's a huge road, and then they've set up, like, a digital, I don't know, like, signage. And they were testing it, and then someone was messing around testing it, saying, Happy birthday, Mommy. And then someone took a picture of it, and they sent it to the presidential office, like, What are you guys doing? <laughs> Like, what, what do you mean, happy birthday, mommy? This is for the <laughs> this yeah. What's this all oh, about? Oh, I thought he was doing that for his mom. No, 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 no. He wasn't doing it for his mom. They were just he testing just the system. And someone should claim that they did it for their mom, right? <laughs> so, like, this is, there was all hub, there was a big hubbaloo hubbaloo oh. about nothing. It's just a test, right? It was just testing. And then, like, the presidential office was just like, this has nothing to do with we us. We did not endorse, endorse them or their mother. Yeah, or <laughs> their mother. So that's what happened. All right. So that's uh, just a preview of uh, more exciting things to come on National Day. And do join us then. Um, but for here in Taiwan, I am Natalie So. Uh, I'm John Van Trieste. I'm Leslie Liao. And we'll see you later. From a bar mitzvah at the Wailing Wall in Jerusalem... To a temple procession in Taipei. 
The people of our world are passionate about their beliefs. Are you listening? Tune in to the sounds of your world on Radio Taiwan International. Welcome to Chinese to Go, the program where you learn authentic Chinese, the Chinese that we use in real life in Taiwan. When was the last time you took a vacation? How long was the vacation? Did you have a good time? Let's listen to a conversation. You haven't had a vacation for a long time. You should go somewhere, get some rest, and have some fun. I will be going abroad next week. I am planning to check out a place I have never been to before. It's great that you can take some time off. I just came back from overseas. I took a whole month off. That long? That's great. That would be good for both your mind and body. But I have a lot of work to do now that I am back. I work really late every day. It's really tiring. You need to find a balance between work and rest. Right. You, a long time. May without, to have a vacation, to take a vacation. Get some rest. Rest. Go somewhere and have fun. 哪里? Where? 玩? To have fun. 我下周就要出国了。我,I,下周, next week, 周,week, 出国, to go abroad. 打算去没去过的地方,玩玩看看。打算, to plan. 没去过的地方, 地方 places. 没去过的地方, places that I have never been to before. 玩玩看看, 玩 means to play, 看 means to see. But here, 玩玩看看 means to check out a place. 可以休假太好了,我才从国外回来,整整休息了一个月。可以休假太好了,休假。to take some time off. 可以, to be able to. 太好了, it's great. 可以休假太好了, it's great that you can take some time off. 我才从国外回来。我才从国外回来。我, I, 才, just. 
国外 overseas 回来 to come back to return. It's great that you can take some time off. I just came back from overseas. 整整休息了一个月 I took a whole month off. 整整休息了一个月整整 the whole 一个月 a month. 休息了一个月 to take a whole month off. 那么长的假期太好了。有益身心 That long? That's great. That would be good for both your mind and body. 长的假期 a long vacation. 太好了 That's great. 有益身心身 body, 心 mind. 有益 It's good. 有益身心 It's good for both your mind and body. 可是回国后有一大堆工作要做。每天都做到好晚，好累。可是 ，but 回国 ，it means to return to Taiwan. 有一大堆工作要做 ，a lot of work to do. 做 to do 工作 work. But I have a lot of work to do now that I am back. 每天都做到好晚，很累。I work really late every day. It's really tiring. 每天 every day 做到好晚。How when really late? How late? It's really tiring. Late, tiring. 工作和休息要取得平衡 You need to find a balance between work and rest. 工作和休息工作 work, 休息 rest. 工作和休息 work and rest. 取得平衡 to find a balance. 平衡 Balance. Hi, and welcome to Hashtag Taiwan. I'm RTI social media guru Leslie Liao. This week on Hashtag Taiwan, we're going to be talking about the popular Taiwanese horror film Detention and the movie poster and how it's been parodied. This coming up on Hashtag Taiwan. Don't go away. This week on Hashtag Taiwan, Arte Social Media Guru Leslie Liao joins us again. Hey, Hi, Leslie. Hey, guys. What do you have for us this week?、Uh, I have a video really quickly. I'm gonna. Close my eyes and ears because I'm a big weenie. But here you guys go. Okay. That was Taiwanese horror film Detention, based on the video game of the same name, which was released in 2017. Now this movie has been very, very popular because it tells a distinctly Taiwanese story during Taiwan's White Terror period, which was marked by oppression and martial law. And the tagline for the movie is, "Did you forget, or are you afraid to remember?" 
Now, mm-hmm. I need you guys to remember that because it's going to tie into hashtag today. Okay. Anyway, this movie poster has been very popular online, and people have been making their own parodies and iterations. And oh, are they funny and relatable? Check this one out. <laughs> Boss's line. <laughs> line as in the uh, social media app. As line. in right. the very popular messaging app here in Taiwan. Okay. Now, this poster kind of pokes fun at the anxiety one might feel when they're. Supervisors are looking for them, especially during off hours. Yes. The tagline reads, did you forget to reply or are you afraid to remember? (laughs) I would never miss a text from RTI, but I definitely find this relatable (laughs) in my life before, long ago. We love all of our line messages. In the past. Anyway, with the long upcoming weekend for the National Day, Mm -hmm. county governments are actually getting in on a piece of this pie and they're reminding people to go home, especially... Pingdong County government, get that. Whoa. Return home, it says. Oh, 返乡, okay. Yeah, yeah. return home. And the tagline reads, Did you miss out on buying a train ticket, or did no one invite you to watch the local fireworks? The fireworks in Pingdong this year. Message aside, I just love how there's this elderly woman staring ominously into the camera, beckoning (laughs) people to come home. It's so creepy and appropriate. I don't know how the city government thought of it, but kudos to them. Yeah. Anyway, the impressive thing about detention is that in two weeks, it's made almost 200 million new Taiwan dollars. Some people are latching onto the popularity to spread a good message, like saving the environment. Mm-hmm. Microplastics. <laughs> Facebook group Lifeholic asks you, microplastics, are you sick of ingesting them, or did you have no idea you've been no. eating them at all? Wow. Isn't that poignant? That's a little yes. scary. Yes, yeah, scary. <laughs> I saved the best for last, and I like to show you my favorite at the end. I like to call it the Leslie Liao pick of the week. And mm-hmm. what's the pick of the week? this week well it says return what is this telling you to return library books (laughs) this brilliant iteration was created by new taipei city library and it really resonates with me because i never returned my library books as a kid they ask you did you forget to return your book or do you have no intention of doing so (laughs) oh leslie for somewhere for me it was somewhere in the middle of those two? Well, you know, my mom's a librarian, so uh, she's probably looking right now. I'm sorry on behalf Bad of Leslie. Leslie. Okay, <laughs> thanks, Leslie. That's hashtag Taiwan for this week. And uh, do follow us on social media. We hope to hear from you. Uh, do like us and leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. This is Status Update. <laughs> Welcome to Status Update. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Ventriest. It's that week, uh, no, that day of the week that we read your letters to us, uh, telling us what you think about our programs. But first up, though, we're going to update our status. So um, how are you, John, lately? Doing okay. Um, mm-hmm. I've been thinking a lot about volunteering. Yeah? Yeah. And it's not something that I've ever really done before, but uh, a few things in the past week or so, I've made me think about maybe it's time I gave it a shot. Do you do any volunteering? Um, or have you? I know I have, um, but it's been a while. Um, our church organized like cleaning up uh, the houses of these like um, elderly people who live alone. Oh, I, I remember. I think we actually may have talked about that on this oh, very program so. at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you said you mentioned uh, some incidents with hoarders. Uh, with hoarders? Yeah, oh. people who had not. Who oh, had a yes, that was. Yes. Yeah, don't remind uh, me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was. 
It was kind of sad. You know, sometimes I think back about that. But that's why volunteering is important, though, right? Yeah. Because you took the, a sad situation and, and improved it. You made it better, right? Yes, that is true. That well, is true. So I, I've, there's a guy. Uh, he must be retired. He looks like he probably is. And when I was on my way to work last week, I think it was last Thursday, um, I happened by... Uh, you know, I was just thinking about because there was a, a car parked blocking the way, and a, uh, you know, um, people are not always great about cleaning up their dog waste, mm. and so like I was like, ah, people are just so awful around here, mm. <laughs> you know, just in a kind of a bad mood. And then I saw this guy with a these huge tongs and a trash bag, and uh, he was just picking up garbage off the ground. And I went, and he actually said stopped and said good morning to every person passing by. Oh my goodness! And I went, and that changed my whole day. Yeah. And I went, you know... I think I saw someone like that in my neighborhood the other day. I've never seen him before. Yeah. And I, I wonder I just, if they're like in the same organization. I don't well, know. He wasn't wearing any... Usually in Taiwan, they've got a vest of some kind with mm-hmm. the name printed on it. No, he was just in ordinary clothes. I thought, that's fantastic. So not everybody's awful after all. <laughs> and and yeah. uh, um, so I'm just uh, thinking about, maybe, you know, maybe I can make someone's day better or at least clean up around the neighborhood or something. And uh, I've had two ideas. Um, I'm not going to be cleaning up people's dog waste after them. I'm, I'm sorry, that's their job. But, yeah, um, I know. Really, um, that is their job. There's sort of, well, some people who listen to my program uh, will know that uh, there's a rabbit organization that I went to an adoption day. They have an adoption drive once a month, and uh, they once they have month. volunteers. Yeah. And I've I had a rabbit. Uh, yeah. It's been a long time since it passed away, uh, and I miss it a lot. I don't think that now is a good time to get a pet. In my life, okay. Um, although they kind of were like, Man, "Do you want one?" I was like, "Yes," <laughs> but I, I'm not. You know, it's a lifetime commitment. You know, and yeah. I'm not sure where things are going to be in five years for me. So it, anyway, uh, I I can at least go and play with them, and of course okay. help make sure that they're. If I volunteer, I don't have to take on all that responsibility, but I can do other things to help them. And uh, the other thing is that uh, there's sort of a community center type thing. And they've got some things sometimes, especially for retired people around the neighborhood. And I thought they, they seem to have some sort of English class. I thought maybe I could. Oh, I'm sure that they, people would get a, a kick out of that. If yeah. I tried and I don't know what that involves. If you need a certificate or not, I don't have one. But um, I don't think so. Certainly that would be something to try. I don't know. I'm thinking about it still. That's a lot of volunteering. You've uh, got yeah. a time for it, right? Um, I don't know that I'd be able to do it like every day, but I'm sure there's one day a week I could find some time to do something. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, that's very nice of you. I know. Um, I'm sure that person who, you know, said good morning to you and was like going around picking up trash without anybody telling him, you know, he's there to make everybody else happy. And I think that makes yourself happy too. Yeah. Just you know? to go from being like, you know, everyone is so inconsiderate. They just park wherever and they just let their dogs go onto the bathroom wherever. Mm. And you know what? That's not actually true. It just seems that way sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> there are still very nice people out there. Yes. Yes. So, um, yeah. Mm. I, that's what I've been thinking about lately. Well, that sounds great. Mm, now you've got me thinking, wonder what I can do in our neighborhood. I mean, certainly our neighborhood. Uh, for some reason, a lot of people own dogs um, in our neighborhood. And so there are parks and people have tried to be considerate and set up a... I think I told you this before. There's one particular park that actually had the stand where it was offering like these plastic bags. Yeah, they dispensed them. Yeah, to hold... Um, and they're you know, free. They don't, they don't... Right. 
Um, right. And there are people who use them. I'm not saying that everyone is like that. I, in fact, uh, I saw two examples today. Uh, we have a lot of dogs mm. <laughs> where I am. But, um, yeah, you too, right? Uh, yeah. Very, you know, pleasant people who are, who, are, who are responsible and that's fine. But, you know, there are always some bad apples, I guess. Yes, I know. And our streets are very narrow, so it's like you have to. It's a bit Watch like it turns, it turns into a game of hop, hopscotch sometimes, <laughs> uh, which is I not know. very nice. I know what you mean. So, um, yeah. I'm, again, like I said, I'm probably not going to go that route, but uh, <laughs> there's probably something else I can do to, to maybe uh, pass it along. Mm, okay. Well, that sounds good, and I'm sure your neighborhood's going to be very happy and get to know someone. By name, probably. You know, <laughs> you know, they I don't probably know. see you around a lot, but they just don't know you. But now that they do, they're going to stop and say hello and chat with you and say thank you. I know, like I've sort of in passing. Yeah, I don't really know very many people living near me. Yeah, it's it's right? it's one of the most crowded parts of Taiwan. I think in terms of like population density, it may be the most packed area. Like we're all on top of each other. It's kind of haphazardly. Yeah. Uh, planned out, like I said, very narrow streets. Her, right? Yeah, yeah, that's where my daughter lives too. And uh, so, but like, despite all that, like, we really don't know anyone there. And there mm. are people, there are faces that I recognize from certain places, but I don't know whether I would never know their name. Right, I know. So yeah, yeah. I mean, even in my building, I mean, it's only just a, a nod to all these faces that I recognize, but we never right, right. really chat. And... Like the guy who lives upstairs is an older gentleman, and I will always say uh, oh. good morning, but that's that's about the extent of it. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, I mean, maybe Make some be, new friends. It could be a good way. I don't know. Yeah. We're going to have to invest in a, a pair of tongs and yeah, like I said, I'm, that's, trash bags. I, people need to pick up after themselves. I'm sorry. Yeah, but I know, really. Anyway. Okay. All right. So John's going to do something that's going to make his day from now on. <laughs> make someone else's day, hopefully, right, I guess. And, right. And make someone else's day. Yes, exactly. Or maybe a rabbit's day. That's fine, too. I can <laughs> yeah, live with that. that. Is, yeah, that is very nice. We're going to get to your letters now. And uh, we just love so much to hear from you. Thank you so much for, always for writing. But do keep those letters coming. Our address is PO Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti.org.tw. And please do remember that we love to read your Facebook comments, so send us some. We'd like to see and read what you think about our programs. That is right. Okay, the first letter I have in my hand is coming from Roger Tidy of England, and it says here, Hello again, greetings from the UK, where the weather is currently cool, but the politics is incrementally getting hotter, as the long-running Brexit saga continues to dominate our media and many of our conversations. I think the... Politics getting hotter. We're on the way to a presidential election. And it's going to be a real bruiser. Yes. It's looking like it might be a bit unpleasant. I stuff. know, really. So uh, we feel you. <laughs> <laughs> we do feel you. I wonder whether this issue is getting much attention in the Taiwanese media. Oh, yes, it has. Yeah, it has. Yes, it has. I imagine that the Taiwanese press is paying much more attention to important issues closer to home, such as the coming presidential election and the disturbances in Hong Kong. Um, so he listened in on uh, September 22nd. In the comments, it says, because I'm a person who is interested in politics and international relations, the most interesting program for me in this day's broadcast was On the Line, in which a seasoned Taiwanese diplomat, Ambassador Michael Ching Long Lu, spoke about his experiences in the Taiwanese diplomatic service in a range of countries, notably France and Haiti. I think his name is Michelle. Michelle Lu, yes. Oh, right. Okay. 
He made the important point that communication is an important element of diplomacy, and spoke about the challenge of, repre- of representing Taiwan in nations with no formal diplomatic ties with your country, such as France, which, nevertheless, he noted, has two thousand of its students studying in Taiwan. And some very, at least wow, one very famous right. YouTuber is from France here. Oh, okay. Oh. Do you know Ku? He's from. He's a French guy, and、uh, his YouTube channel is fantastic, and his Chinese is amazing. He wasn't the one who used to work here at RTI. No, I don't、oh, think so. Oh, okay, all right. The other two programs that I especially liked were both hosted by John. Oh, here you go. In the first one, the aptly named Curious John, I heard the spooky story of a disused mansion in southern Taiwan that has the reputation of being the most haunted house in the country. I have to thank you for so, this because、okay. you gave me the idea. So Minxiong, right?、Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've been there. Yes, yes, <laughs> <laughs> and which is also known for its especially sad history, allegedly involving the suicide or murder of a maid who lived there, and according to other accounts, a deadly gunfight between resident Japanese troops. Who believed they were shooting at a ghost rather than their fellow soldiers? This was an especially enjoyable edition of the program, but it did leave me wondering why it is that no enterprising person or company has taken over the house to charge the many visitors an entry fee and make a living out of showing them around the building. In particular, one would think that the Liu family, who owned the property, would seize the opportunity to exploit its commercial potential. In John's other feature, Time Traveler, I learned about a Taiwanese impressionist painter of the 1940s named Yang Sanlang.、Mm. The most interesting part of this program was the interview in English with Yang's son, who explained how his father had suffered during the dark months starting in February 1947, when troops from the mainland launched a white terror against many of the native Taiwanese, including Mr. Yang, who was on his way to be executed.、Oh. When a sympathetic Taiwanese police chief encouraged him to escape from his Captors. You know,、oh. the thing about that program, that interview,、yeah. that has stuck with me is that even like during while he was hiding, he was hiding in a boat at some point,、oh, and even、wow. then, the only thing that he was like thinking about was the color of the water. So he was always thinking about colors. Yes. Wow. Even in the most dangerous moments.、Mm. Mm. Okay. And the letter goes on. I also want to mention the newest program on your Sunday schedule, namely News Playlist, which this time was about the wide range of fruits available in Taiwan. The program consisted of a number of pleasingly concise reports from several of your hosts, each talking about a particular type of Taiwanese fruit, ranging from wax apples, which don't sound very appealing but are probably <laughs> more delicious than the name implies, to jujube dates and mangoes, including a special type of mango for which the grower charges twelve dollars for each one he sells. <laughs> Whoa! Can you imagine? I know, really. Finally, I want to mention your other two Sunday shows, Classic Shorts and In the Spotlight. I believe that this Sunday's Classic Shorts was a repeat, as I think I've heard it before. It focused this time on the work of the famous Chinese poet Li Bai. I also heard In the Spotlight, about which I have no criticisms, as it was excellently presented and included an articulate speaker specializing in consultancy work. But I was not very interested in today's subject. Well, thank you so much. That was again Roger Tidy of England. We have another letter from Brazil. I'm always happy to see、uh, letters from places where our shortwave don't, signals don't、yeah. normally reach.、Uh, this comes to us from Anselmo de Paula Paula Camargo, who is writing to us,、uh, like I said, from Brazil.、Um, and it looks like the Simpao rating was pretty good. I'm not really sure how he's able to pick up the signal so clearly, but、uh, mostly fours and threes. It says that this is about our. Well, it looks like for a different, a few different、uh, broadcasts that we sent out during August, and、uh, among the items he heard were、uh, a news item about firms returning to Taiwan and investing, 
attracting over 500 billion NT dollars so far this year. Also, a Taiwanese swimmer qualifying for the 2020 Tokyo Olympics that was on August 12th. And towards the end of the month, on the 26th, the government statistics office raising its forecast for GDP growth this year and for next year as well, it looks like. Finally,、uh, on the 29th, China being urged to uphold religious freedom. And on the 30th, Taipei is the 22nd safest city in the world. Tokyo tops the list, which I guess is not、uh, too surprising, but yeah, 22nd. I, I think we're extremely safe. So <laughs> that must mean that a lot of cities around the world are very safe places to be,、us. I guess.、Mm, yeah. uh, under remarks, it says, I like Radio Taiwan and the transmission's quality is wonderful. Very surprising to hear, but、uh, we're very happy to know that you're getting us loud and clear. That comes to us once again from Anselmo de Paula Camargo of Brazil. Okay, now we move to Assam, India. This is coming to us from Debakamal Hazarika. It says,、um, It is with great pleasure that I write to you to,、uh, that I have heard your radio station today. He tuned in on September 28th.、Um, frequency was 15320 kilohertz, simple rating 43343.、And、he listened to Feast Meets West. He said, I listened to your today's edition of Feast Meets West. In today's program, you had talked about corn soup. The corny quiz was excellent. <laughs> All、uh, right. Only, only Andrew. <laughs> I know, only he would do something like that. The song sung by a female singer you had played in today's show was really so nice. The traditional song about corn you had played、Is、was also wonderful. <laughs> yeah. What、um, song would that be? I, I don't know. I wonder. Maybe,、um, maybe the Aborigines would make, so- make up songs like that? No, they, they eat millet, not corn. Oh. Corn、mm. is, not, is an American crop. Well. Okay. Well, we better go back and listen. You know, maybe it's about corn soup. I'm thinking. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, someone can be very creative about that. All the songs you have played in today's show w a s really fantastic. I very much enjoyed today's show. It's one of my favorites. I found this program more entertaining and corny delicious. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this was coming to us from Debakamal Hazarika of Assam, India. We have a nice stack of reports here coming to us from Brian Newell, who's writing to us from Indiana in the US.、Uh, it says, Dear RTI, sometimes life is like an ambush on all sides. That was the name of a very famous piece for pipa, a、mm, Chinese instrument、uh, okay. that was played on September 25th on Jade Bells and Bamboo Pipes. Good music and quality programming keep each season bright. May you continue to the right stories and moments to bring to the airwaves. There is, like I said, a very nice stack of reports here. The first one、uh, is about our August 30th、uh, episode of Taiwan Insider. It's hard to believe that's already more than a month ago. I know. Because I'm looking at this and feeling like I, we just did this. <laughs>、um, it's, this was, of course, about tariffs.、Uh, President Tsai visiting the island of Jinmen, a cigarette smuggling scandal. And、uh, there was also a look at、uh, avocado based products from Tainan, which is, I think I, I did that report maybe.、Um, it says that Andrew interviewed Sandy E, an accessibility consultant. Uh, this was about inclusive theater for children and seniors and those with disabilities. And there's a little smiley face here. It says a beautiful interview. Also,、uh, this inter- interview featured、uh, stress balls, noise canceling headphones, places to leave, water pillows, and yoga mats. I think that would be a fun <laughs> performance to go to. Oh, really?、Um, there was an episode of Taiwan Today in which、uh, Natalie talked with Peter Huang, head of the Yang Gang, as well as Tyler Prohaska, who is a UBI for Taiwan.、Uh, this focused on stagnant wages due to automation. Apparently, 51% of jobs could be displaced in Taiwan. Hopefully, not ours.、Mm. <laughs> um, with, we have the sixth highest robot density already. Very interesting. An episode of Here in Taiwan, which I think、uh, disturbed a lot of us because it turns out that PM2.5, this very dangerous、uh, and microscopic 
type of a part, particulate matter in the air is really high in our transit system. Oh. Apparently, we are the our MRT waiting areas for our, for our metro system are uh, above standard, oops. like the safe level. I didn't know there was a safe level. Anyway, um, an episode of Chinese to go, which I, I helped with the English translation. It was fun. Uh-huh. <laughs> this one. Uh, it was about uh, problems between coworkers. Oh, Paula wrote okay. that script, and I thought yeah. it was pretty fun. All right. <laughs> I'm not sure who she was mad at when she did that. <laughs> Hopefully not not us. Um, and an episode of Jukebox Republic, you did you talked about wedding preparations. Oh, uh, yes. You've got a wedding coming up, of course. That is right. So that comes to us once again from Brian Newell of Logansport, Indiana, in the U.S. All right, that's it for this week's status update. We love your letters so much, and please do keep on writing us. Let us know what you think about our programs. The address is PO Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. Or if you prefer, you can reach us by email. Our email address is rti at rti.org.tw. And of course, like I said earlier, we love your Facebook comments. We like to know what you think about our programs so drop us a line we look forward to reading what you have to say that is right so until next week i'm shirley lynn i'm john van trieste goodbye bye thank you for listening to radio taiwan international broadcasting from taipei taiwan Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kHz. And in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.